Hi, you're listening to Scream of the Crime. I'm Tess. And I'm Maggie, and this is a podcast where we talk about true crime and what would happen if your favorite TV and movie characters committed those crimes. We're here on this Monday night. This Monday night of October 28th, which it happens to be Tessa's birthday. Yeah. She's 21. I am. I know, it's no surprise. It's We've had a lot of lead up we've to been, this. Oh yeah, we've been leading up, obviously. So, but I'm excited. I've been, I really haven't done that much today because it is a Monday. But she did go to Fast Track and... Yeah, no, I waited up until midnight last night and then... At 12 o'clock in the night, I went to Fast Track and bought a Bud Light Lime Marita <laughs> and then watched a documentary about birds. How fun. Yeah. It was a good time. So, can't complain. I still have half of that Lime Marita in the fridge right now. Do you want to drink half of it? They're huge. Oh, they are? Well, I got, like I think you can get smaller ones, but I, like the ones they sell there are just like the big bottles. Oh, okay. Like, they're the same as like the like iced tea bottles. Oh, yes, yes. Same yes, size. Yes. So, like, they're thick. That's a lot, yeah. Yeah. So... Who's ready to be smashed? Okay, so Tess, tell tell the audience what you were drinking today. So I have um, some Fireball, which I do just... some ASMR. Tap it. It's there we a, go. I put it in a solo cup for the authenticity. <laughs> um, so it's Fireball and an apple cider, a good fall combo. Um, I went and picked up the Fireball today. The guy at the discount liquor was like, looked at my ID. Looked at the calendar, looked back, and was like, happy birthday. Like, the weirdest <laughs> voice. I was like, okay, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> what else are you drinking? I also have, um, this isn't my main drink for the night, but I have a little tiny glass. We have, me and my roommates have this, I don't know whose it is, but it's a tiny baby glass. It's a small wine glass. Of wine. And I have just some red white. It's like goat. I don't know what, it has a goat on it. Like, that's the icon. And it, the bottle looked cool. And that's it my, is her goat wine. It is red yeah. wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. It tastes like red wine, which I haven't had. The last time I had red wine was at, like, Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. Wow. Because, like... Holiday. Yeah, it's a holiday wine. But I enjoy it, because it really makes me feel like a woman, you know? <laughs> yes. So, um, and as everyone knows, I, you know, like things that taste bad. <laughs> well, I mean, clearly, you're drinking Fireball. Fireball, Fireball tastes like cinnamon. I don't like it. I think with the apple cider, it's not coming out too much. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm drinking apple cider, just apple cider, the little uh, ASMR. Hope that comes across. There we go. She has nails. Yeah. Um, because I'm 20. <laughs> Before we start. Yeah. Happy birthday, of course. Thank you. Um, any updates on life? Um, like, news? No, not really. We had, it's kind of the beginning of the Halloween season, so getting into that. My, oh, the sweetest thing, my boss. So I have two jobs, but at the one job that me and Maggie don't work together, I work mm-hmm. in an office. And um, my boss, like last week, one of the head of the printmaking department came in and she was showing us this recipe for cannoli cupcakes. Dude, they were good. Yeah. And like, she was like, oh, these look so dope. And like Fran was like, oh yeah, like I think I'll like try and make these. And me, so we have three birthdays in the office this week. I'm today, 
um, another student worker is Wednesday, and then my other boss, Lauren's birthday, is Thursday on Halloween. And so Fran today, like, she, I get a text this morning, and Fran's like, oh, can you stop by, like, around 11? And I don't start work until 2. I was like, oh, like, okay, sure. And so I come in, and then I'm like, hello, Fran. She's like, gets up, and she's like, all right, so. <laughs> and then she's like, I made the recipe. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, but she made me cupcakes for my birthday, and it was so sweet and fun. So. I love bosses that are nice and sweet and fun. Yeah, but I saved one for Maggie. And it was good, and I yeah. had it. No, so the recipes on BuzzFeed Tasty, if you Google cannoli cupcakes, first one there. Apparently they weren't too hard to make, so. I mean, cannoli mixture isn't hard to make. No. And it's just a cupcake with that on top with, like, some cold chocolate. Yeah, I, like, you have to, I think you have to, like, you make the cupcake and then do the filling, and then you freeze it and then dip it in chocolate, and then, like, they're kind of supposed to be chilled a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they were, they slapped. They were real good. Yeah, they were good. We have our Halloween activities happening. Got some good costumes going. I was like, you posted it on the Instagram. Oh, this yes. Our, our Halloween activities, our, yes. Yeah. Our costume. It that was, was fun. Yeah. Um, the only picture we got from the whole night. Yeah. Except for my disposable camera pictures. Yeah, that's which, true. Which um, will be around in like three weeks. Yeah. But, um, no, yeah, I got to be a little baseball player. It was fun. And I was a devil because uh-huh. I don't know how to dress up. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. That's it. It's Halloween. <coughs> Soon. This will come out the day before Halloween. Yeah. So, happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah. Stay safe. Uh, get candy. I don't know. Yeah. Don't, um, black out, I guess. Uh, <laughs> unless you want to. I don't know. Unless you want to, but, like, Unless you know. you're into that or whatever. <laughs> Do it for the right reasons, ladies. <laughs> um, update on my life. I had an advisor meeting today, <laughs> and um, I'm graduating a semester early, Woo. which is like, I didn't know that was happening. Yeah. You would think someone would have told me, you know? Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, yeah, I only have to take eight more classes, but I was like, my advisor would have told me if I'm graduating a semester early. No, I am. I'm, I'm done next fall. That's wild. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm like very, uh, I'm happy about it, Mm -hmm. but also excessively stressed because of, um, things I have to do, you know, like get my life together. Yeah. It just like pushes it all forward a little bit. Yeah. 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 Things I was putting off is now in my face right now. (laughs) Um, but I have have a new advisor. That's why I know this now because I changed majors. Yeah. Over a year ago. Oh my god. And I guess it's my first time meeting with my advisor about that. <laughs> yep. Um, so, anything else? I don't think so. Alright, cool. Um, <coughs> uh, we are gonna start. So, in theme of it being the holiday season, I am doing a holiday themed ish type um, case again. Mm-hmm. So, sadly, no mortar. Um, <coughs> I'm so sorry. The apple cider went down wrong. But I'm doing the Winchester house. And if you've seen BuzzFeed Unsolved, they went there twice. Is that the one where it's like the house doesn't make sense? Yeah. <gasps> oh, I love that. Uh-huh. Um, so it's super fun. Mm-hmm. I have my sources on this one. Are we ready? Yeah. I got. Oh, wait. Should we explain the drinking game? Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. We're playing a drinking game. I, I was say, because I know usually you're like, okay, let's get into it. And like you start, but I've... I feel like that was oh like yeah, 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 yeah. Very eased in introduction. So. Oh, thanks for reminding me. Okay, no, the drinking game is Tess has to drink from her Fireball concoction. Yeah. Every time I can't read read a word. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> shit. Read a word right. I Tell me. Wait, that are was we not starting? planned. I'll start. I'll should I start now? Yeah, just take a drink. Okay. I thought it. I think that's really fun. <laughs> yes. Every time I cannot read a word right. Um, the if it's if it was you who sent this in because it's anonymous, you put like five laughing crying emojis after that, and I find that very funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think laughing crying emojis are maybe the funniest thing ever. <laughs> in the most ironic way possible, I think they're I hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll start. <laughs> okay. Here are my sources: Internet Archive, Wayback Machine. Hmm. All right. Frommers. Psychology Today. I have a question. Yes. Are we counting things that neither of us know if you said it wrong? Or no, not? I don't think it counts. Unless I say it like 18 times. Okay. So, like, like if it's that... a name and I'm like, Gary, Jerry, Barry, you know, like, yeah. repeated. Like, okay. All right. But Frommers, we don't know. We, we can't know. I we couldn't tell know. you if that was wrong or right. Yeah. Okay. Um, psychology Today and Wikipedia. Okay. All right. Early life. Um, born around 1840, mm. uh-huh. Sarah Lockwood Pardee was the daughter of Leonard Pardee and Sarah Burns, a carriage manufacturer in New Haven, Connecticut. Cool. Known as the Belle of New Haven, Sarah enjoyed all the advantages of cultured upbringing, including an education at the best private schools. Damn. Damn, girl, you live in life. She spoke four languages and played piano beautifully. Good for her. Mm-hmm. In 1962, Sarah married William Wirt Winchester, sorry, son of Oliver Fisher Winchester, lieutenant governor of Connecticut and manufacturer of the famous Winchester repeating rifle. Do you think... Uh, oh, I remember that. Yes. Yeah, the rifle thing. Yeah, it's the Winchester rifle. Yep. Have you seen Shaun of the Dead? No. I haven't ha- seen Shaun of the Dead? I don't think I've seen all of it. Oh. I've seen, no, because I've seen Hot Fuzz, but I haven't seen Shaun of the Dead. Oh. Well, there's, like, a scene when they, like, make a plan, and all the scenes end with, like, them ending up at the Winchester, which is, like, the pub, but it's got a Winchester rifle. Mm-hmm. And also, Supernatural, the Winchesters. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, not to be a nerd, but, like, that sounds like Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though I don't support that. I support Supernatural. <laughs> if you are a fan of Supernatural and you're not a crazy bitch who dresses up like Castiel, I support you. And I love you. Mm-hmm. And it was a good show. And ghost I hunters think, are important. <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't have an issue with Supernatural. I have an issue more with the fan base. Because it's. I feel the exact same way about Sherlock. I love Sherlock the show. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fantastic show. It's just, I don't know what the fuck happened on Tumblr with that shit. Yeah, I don't know. I really like Supernatural. It was, like, episodal. It was, like, different demon or different monsters every episode. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Fun. It's like a cop show, but like with ghosts. Well, it's like how everyone, like with the X-Files, the best X-Files episode are the Monsters of the Week ones, not the whole like weird plot. Yeah, no one cares about your plot. No one cares. Anyway, back to what I was up to. The couple's life together was happy and they moved in the... <laughs> they moved in the best New England society. She's drinking, I promise. Um, however, in 1966, disaster struck. When their infant daughter, Annie, died of a mysterious childhood disease... Um, Marismus. Marismus. Mursa? M-A-R-A-S-M-U-S. M-A-R-A-S-M-U-S. I'm gonna drink, because that's okay. just weird. Mrs. Winchester fell into a deep depression, from which she never fully recovered. Does anyone? Does anyone ever recover? Um. <laughs> Ominous. Fifteen years later, in March 18, 81... 
Her husband's premature death from tuberculosis added to Mrs. Winchester's distress. It is said she ultimately sought help from a spiritualist. Cool. Cool. Boston Medium. Um... According to some sources, the Boston medium consulted by Mrs. Winchester explained that her family and her fortune were being haunted by spirits. In fact, by the spirits of American Indian American Indians, Civil War soldiers, and others killed by Winchester rifles. Which is like a lot. That's a fuck ton of people. I <laughs> know. Like, it's just like, what makes you so special, you know? Yeah. It was your husband who made them, you know? Anyway, supposedly the untimely deaths of her daughter and husband were caused by these spirits, and it was implied that Mrs. Winchester might be the next victim. However, the medium also claimed that there was an alternative. Mrs. Winchester was instructed to move west and appease the spirits by building a great house for them. So this is all the Boston medium's fault. Yeah. Boston medium. Damn, who would give someone that advice? Hmm. You know? As long as the construction of the house never ceased... Mrs. Winchester would rest assured that her life was not in danger. Could rest assured that her life was not in danger. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> not would. <laughs> Building such a house was e- was even supposed to bring her internal life. On a more practical note, on a more practical note, maybe a change of scenery and never-ending hobby were just what Mrs. Winchester needed to distract her from her grief. Whatever her actual motives, Mrs. Winchester packed her bags and left Connecticut to visit a niece who lived in Menlo Park, California. While there, she discovered the perfect spot for her new home in the Santa Clara Valley. In 1884, she purchased an unfinished farmhouse just three miles west of San Jose, and over the next 38 years, she produced the sprawling complex we know today as the Winchester Mystery House. TM. 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 <laughs> You know, you know how they changed so i know like with uh ios they changed like the emoji appearance of the tm emoji because before it was like if you, you like typed it on a white screen it would turn black and then if you typed it on a black screen it would turn white so it like looked like regular text but now it's like kind of weirdly like animated and like rendered a little bit so it doesn't flow as nicely i don't have an ios phone mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what you're talking about is what i wanted to get at yeah. Oh no. Like, but like when they updated the emojis, like the last time for like the iPhones and stuff, it just like I don't know if anyone else is. Is the team an emoji? Yeah, it's an emoji. Oh, weird. Yeah. Not on my phone. <laughs> Mine's just like a type. You, t- you tape it. Oh no! And there was an emoji, and I use it all the time. But once they changed it, it's like it doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's just a random note. I just remembered. Sorry. You can never trademark anything now. No. Um, so let's get into the house. <clears throat> In the late 1800s, the Santa Clara Valley presented sweeping vistas of rural open space. Beautiful. <clears throat> <laughs> it was a serene setting for Mrs. Winchester to begin her building project, which she did with steadfast determination. <laughs> she immediately hired carpenters to work um, in shifts around the clock. By the turn of the century, the eight-room house had grown into a seven-story mansion. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> The estate eventually grew to 161 acres of farmland, which included orchids, mm, orchards of apricots, plums, and walnut trees to supplement Mrs. Winchester's income. Um, she also owned homes in Atherton, Los Altos, and Palo Alto. <clears throat> um, Mrs. Winchester's financial resources were virtually unlimited. Upon her husband's death, she received several million dollars in cash and 777 shares of stock in the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. 
Ooh. Oh, baby. Yeah. That sounds hot and sexy. Upon her mother-in-law's death in, 19, um, in 1897, Mrs. Winchester received 2,000 more shares, which meant she owned just under 50% of the company's capital stock. <laughs> Which is a lot. <laughs> That's a lot, yeah. This provided her with an income of $1,000 a day, back in the days before income tax. <sighs> Which this... is a lot, because that is, like, $1,000 1800s days. Holy shit. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I didn't know she made that much money. I mean, it makes sense to have, like, a, a non-stop construction project, but, like, holy shit. Yeah. So, what does the house look like, you may be asking me? Well... <laughs> Staircases that lead directly up into ceilings and stop. Doors that open into solid walls. A seance room with a floorless closet and a secret passageway. A window with spiderweb design featuring 13 colored stones to match the 13 palm trees in the driveway and the 13 bathrooms and the 13 coat hooks in the closet and the chandeliers with 13 lights. Well, (laughs) I'm sensing a theme. (laughs) Even if you don't believe in the supernatural aura that surrounds the Winchester Mystery House, you can't deny that there is something utterly bewildering and spine-tingling about this immense, ornate Victorian mansion. Am I right, ladies? (laughs) Indeed. Um, she did not use an architect and added onto the building in a haphazardous fashion. So, the home contains numerous oddities, such as doors and stairs that go nowhere, windows overlooking other rooms, and stairs with odd-sized risers. (laughs) Um, many accounts attribute these oddities to her belief in ghost. Ghosts. Ghosts. Environmental psychologists have theorized that the odd layout itself contributes to that a feeling the house might be haunted today. Hmm. Um, before the ni- before the nineteen oh six earthquake, the house had been seven stories high, and carpenters may have been, <coughs> may have been brought in initially to repair damages caused by the quake. Today, it is only four stories. Hmm. The house is predominantly made of redwood, as Mrs. Winchester preferred the wood. However, she disliked the look of it. <laughs> Isn't that the whole... Isn't that the whole point, yeah? Yeah. So, um, she, therefore, demanded that a fox grain, that's fox with a U, <clears throat> grain and stain be applied. Um, this is all... <laughs> this is why almost all the wood in the home is covered. Mm. Approximately uh, 20,500 U.S. gallons, which if you want that in liters, it's 78,000 liters of paint were required to paint the house. You know, just a side note, this doesn't taste bad, but it really burns my mouth. Yeah, it's like cinnamony. Yeah, like the cinnamon really, I've never like drank Fireball that much, but I just saw it and I was like, sure. I don't like Fireball. I just was thinking, like, for the season, it's like a, it's a seasonal drink. Okay. You know? I'll believe you. I'm not, I'm not here to judge. Okay. <laughs> the home itself is bit... Mm-hmm. Take a drink, Tess. Ugh. She's been drinking every time I fuck up, I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, the home itself is built using a floating foundation that's believed to have saved it from a total collapse in the 1906 um, earthquake and the 1989 Loma... Parita earthquake. Um, this type of construction allows the home to shift freely as it is not completely attached to its brick base, which is weird. Yeah. I don't understand how it shifts, but that's fine. We don't need to worry about that. I don't, I'm not a carpenter. Okay. There are roughly 161 rooms, um, including 40 bedrooms, two ballrooms, one completed and one unfinished, as well as 47 fireplaces, over 10,000 panes of glass, 17 chimneys, 
with evidence of two others, two basements, and three elevators. <laughs> so it's that noise. If that noise got picked up, it just my roommate got home and our door is kind of loud. And I live right next to the door, so don't worry about that. <laughs> um Winchester's property was about 162 acres at one time, but the estate has been has since been reduced to 4.5 acres, the minimum necessary to contain the house in nearby um, outbuildings. Hmm. It has a gold and silver sta- mm, it has gold and silver chandeliers, hand inlaid parquet floors. Oh. Did I pronounce that wrong? Is it parquet? I'm sorry. I don't know if you pronounced it wrong, but you've jumbled over the word, so I'm counting it. Okay. Antrim, and a vast array of colors and materials. Due to Mrs. Winchester's um, debilitating arthritis, special Easy Riser uh, stairways were installed as a replacement for her original steep construction. This allows her to move about her home freely as she was only able to raise each foot a few inches. That means it's like those stairs that are outside the, (laughs) the dorms that are just like very short stairs. Oh. It's like you have to take like eight million steps to get up. It like them. feels like you're sprinting. <laughs> it's like the scene in Rocky when he's running up the stairs. Like that's how fast it feels like you're going. Yeah, because they're like not tall enough. So no. it's just like baby steps up these stairs. Yeah. It's terrible. I hate it. I almost broke my ankle on those stairs once. It's a bad time. Especially you, when you it's were there. cold out. Yeah, because when we were helping uh, someone move. Oh, yeah. And it was the stairs were covered in ice. Yeah, they were so terrible. Yeah. And they're so slippery and so small. Oh, God. Yeah. There is only one working toilet for Winchester. Jeez. But all other restrooms were decoys to confuse spirits. (laughs) As you know, ghosts like to hang out in bathrooms now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) this is also the reason why she slept in different rooms each night. Was to confuse the Uh, spirits. To confuse them. To throw them off their rhythm. <laughs> They're like, where is she staying tonight? I, I want all, I am picturing all these spirits just having thick Chicago accents being like, <laughs> even though they're in California. <laughs> We've been thrown off our rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> the home's conveniences were rare at the time of its construction. These included streams. No. These included steam. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, steam and forced air heating, modern indoor toilets and plumbing, push-button gas lights, and Mrs. Winchester's personal and only hot shower for indoor plumbing. Ooh, I took a big sip on that last one, so that was kind of funny. (laughs) There are also three elevators, including an Otis Electric, and one of which was powered by a rare horizontal... Hydraulic elevator piston. Most you, you said all those words right. I was waiting, but you got it. <laughs> Most elevator pistons are vertical to save space, but Winchester preferred the improved functionality of the horizontal configuration. Oh my god. I don't know that. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, but how fucking extra. That's I know. What the say. fuck, Winchester? Um Mrs. Winchester never skimped on many adornments that she believed contributed <laughs> to its architectural beauty. <laughs> I'm sorry I said that bad. <laughs> many of the stained glass windows were created by the Pacific American Decorative Company. The P-A-D-C. It doesn't, I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. Okay. Some were designed specifically for her and others by her, including a spiderweb window that featured her favorite web design and... <laughs> web design. Web design. <laughs> Oh, Winchester's into web dev. 
Um, and the repetition of the number 13, another of her preoccupations. I feel like I pronounced that wrong, but that's how you spell it. <laughs> it's a preoccupation. <laughs> her obsession, it's like her obsession with the number 13, a preoccupation. Like, what? That's she so was preoccupied by 13. Yeah. It's like, tangent. I read a book called The, um, the 13th Hour or something uh-huh. like that. And it was, like, specific children in this town could, like, they're, like, when it hit midnight, all of time froze, except for, for like, the, these kids who got an extra hour of time. Hmm. But, like, there were monsters in this 13th hour or whatever. <gasps> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was this one girl who, like, um, they all had, like, weird superpowers, right? So, in the second novel, like... This girl, whoever, like, she touches, she can, like, hear their thoughts or whatever. She ends up getting together with, like, the main boy or whatever. They're not main characters, but they're really cute because she takes off her gloves and it's, like, nice and romantic. It's fine. But they do, like, this thing when, like, you have to, like, you give, like, metal objects names that have 13 letters because it's... If it has 13 letters, then it's more powerful against the monsters. It was really weird. There was a lot of counting involved (laughs) and big words. Uh Uh-huh. That's what that reminds me of. Hmm. Nice. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway. The window was never installed, but (laughs) existed in the so-called $25,000 storage room. Wish I had a $25,000 storage room. Yeah. Right, ladies. Okay. So named because its uh, contents were originally appraised at a value of $25,000. The value today is inestimable. But $25,000 would be equivalent to about $374,000 in 2018, Mm -hmm. which is a lot. Yeah. We want to talk about that. Um, A second window was designed by Tiffany himself. Like the Tiffany guy. Okay. Oh, okay. I was like, who the fuck is... Or Or like... Oh, am I wrong? Isn't it Tiffany Jewelry? Isn't it Tiffany Windows? No, Tiffany... Jewelry is a thing, but you know Tiffany, like, lamps? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. 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 I think it's that guy. (laughs) Probably, considering he's designing a window. Yeah, that's my my assumption there. Yeah. If you're wondering, in American Horror Story Season 1, they have Tiffany, like, uh, I think, like, chandeliers or whatever. Yeah, it's like, I think it's like the The, the glass on the window panes. Yep. Anyway. (laughs) So, he designed it. So that when sunlight strikes the... (laughs) prismatic crystal, a rainbow is cast across the room. It's pretty gay. Um, the window was installed in an interior wall in a room with no light exposure, preventing the effect to be seen. <laughs> Why? <laughs> He's like, I made you this beautiful window, and then the light shines through it. A rainbow is cast. She's like, put it in the dark room. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> She's so crazy. Yeah. Alright, let's talk about the woman herself, Winchester. Okay. The combination of her wealth and her eccentric building projects gave rise to many rumors in the local community. (laughs) Shocking. On one hand, Mrs. Winchester was generous with her employees, paying them $3 a day when the going rate was $1.5. Hmm. She often paid tradespeople in gold coins, and when she went to town, they would bring their wares right out to her carriage for inspection. Orphanages and many other local charities benefited from anonymous contributions. She welcomed neighborhood children and let them play on the grounds, even inviting them in to eat ice cream or play the piano. That's fun. Uh Uh-huh. 
But on the other hand, Mrs. Winchester's interest in seclusion was evident from the start. One of the first take, oh, tasks of the gardeners was to paint... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a plant. A tall cypress hedge surrounding the house. She reportedly kept her face covered with a dark veil at all times. There are stories of her firing servants who caught a glimpse of her face by accident. Mm, little spoonker. Mm, mm. Okay. Um, then there were occurrences that de- defied explanation. Neighbors would hear, hear a bell ring at midnight um, and 2 a.m., which according to ghost lore... Ghost lore? You know ghost lore. Yeah. ...are the times for the arrival and departure of spirits. Mm-hmm. Some say that Mrs. Winchester never slept in the same bedroom two nights in a row in order to confuse any evil spirits that might be waiting for her. At the very center of the house is the blue room, where Mrs. Winchester supposedly would go every night to commune with the spirits. Um, These rooms consisted of a cabinet, a table with pen and paper, a closet, and a planchette board, which is a Ouija board, Mm -hmm. um, used for transmitting messages from the beyond. Cool. Spooky. Spooky, scary skeleton. Um, Mrs. Winchester suffered greatly from arthritis in her later years. She passed away in her sleep from heart failure on September 5th, 1922. She lived really long. Yeah. Um, and was buried at the Evergreen Cemetery in New Haven, Connecticut, beside her beloved husband. Hmm. She was survived by her sisters and many nieces, sorry, by her sister and many nieces and nephews, to whom she left cash and substantial trust funds. Substantial trust funds. She also left cash sums to her favorite employees. How nice would that have been? How nice. And a substantial sum to the Winchester Clinic of the General Hospital Society of Connecticut for the care and treatment of tuberculosis patients. The clinic, the clinic still exists today as part of the Yale New Haven Medical Center. At the time of her death, the unrelenting construction had rambled over six acres. The sprawling mansion contained 160 rooms, 2,000 doors. Holy shit. 10,000 windows, Holy 47 shit. stairways, 47 fireplaces, 13 bathrooms, and six kitchens. Who needs six kitchens? Oh my God. She's one lady. This is insane. Carpenters even left nails half-driven when they learned of Mrs. Winchester's death. <laughs> They're like, hey, I'm leaving. <laughs> She's dead. Goodbye. Yeah. According to the provisions in her will, Mrs. Winchester's personal property, including the furnishings, um, household goods, pictures, jewelries, and papers, were left to her niece... Uh, Mrs. Marion Merman Marriott. God. <laughs> I'm assuming Marriott of the Marriott Hotels. Mm. Um, I have nothing to back that up, but it's spelled the same. Oh. Who promptly had the finishing uh, furnishings auctioned off. It is said to have required six trucks working six weeks to cart the furnishings away. The mansion and the farm were not mentioned specifically in her in the will. Uh, they became part of Mrs. Winchester's estate and were sold by her trustees, the Union Trust Company of San Francisco. In 2016, it was announced that another room with period furniture was built in the courtyard, an attic space that contains a pump organ, um, Victorian couch, dress form, sewing machines, and paintings. This room was made available for viewing by the public and features a shooting range game, which is weird. Yeah. But I get it, because it's like the Winchester rifle. Yeah, makes sense. Um, In 2017, the Winchester Mystery House debuted their first daytime tour in um, 20 years, the Explore More Tour. (laughs) The tour takes guests through um, uh, rooms never before open to the public and explores the rooms left unfinished at the time of Sarah Winchester's death. In popular culture, um, the house is the primary setting of 
Michaela Rosner's 1993 science fiction novel, Vanishing Point, in which it becomes the home of a squatter community following the disappearance of most of the human race. That sounds like a good book. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Yeah. The Winchester House is the setting of a subplot in the 1997 Tim Powers fantasy novel, Earthquake Weather. The Haunting of the Winchester is a ghost story musical by Craig Balmer and Mary Bracken Phillips that takes place in the house. It was commissioned by the San Jose Repertory Rep, Repertory Theater for its 25th anniversary season and premiered um, in September to October of 2005. Sounds fun. It's a yep. ghost musical. <laughs> uh, for the 2012 episode of Mythbusters, Smell of Fear, the build, <laughs> the build team visited the Winchester Mystery House and took a look around and later... <clears throat> And later watched one of the scariest movies of all time, the title of which wasn't revealed. So they watched a scary movie in the house. Cool. On a television that they set up in a grand ballroom, then gathered their um, sweat samples for testing. This clip was not seen in full on the American version of the episode. Later, on the after show about the episode, um, Carrie Bryan was revealed that after she first visited the mystery house as a brownie... Like the Girl Scout. Mm-hmm. Um, it had given her nightmares and that the house was still creepy. Fair. Um, Ghost Adventures and Ghost Brothers filmed episodes in 2016 related to the house and its spiritual encounters. Nuka World, an expansion pack of the 2015 post-apocalyptic video game Fallout 4, <laughs> features a tourist attraction named Grandchester Mystery Mansion. Grandchester. <laughs> <laughs> where a narrator tells the story of an allegedly possessed young girl called Lucy who murdered her parents. The house shares similarities with the Winchester Mystery Mansion, such as, such as its name, stairs and doors that go nowhere, and the belief that the residence is haunted. How much left do you have of that? Oh, shit. Okay. It's like, I'm not... Listen, I really... Thank God I'm not doing... Sh- if I was doing shots, I'd be dead, yeah, but, like, I was like, I can't be dead. Oh, yeah, today. I mean, we have... It's Monday night. <laughs> it's a Monday night. Yeah. Who do you think we are, crazy? No, like, don't expect me to be trashed. <laughs> like, because I'm not going to be. Yeah. Um, Sarah Winchester, Phantom Opera, is a 24-minute film by French filmmaker Bertrand Brunello. I'm gonna drink to that just because we were. I was talking about whenever you have to pronounce French names. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, which had its North American premiere at the 54th um, New York Film Festival in October of 2016. It is an imaginative imaginative narrative of Sarah Winchester's life with emphasis on the mystery house. In 2017, uh, filming took place on the property for the film Winchester, featuring Helen Mirren as Sarah Winchester. The film was released on February 2nd, 2018. Have you seen it? No. Um, I think it played when I was at my friend's house, mm-hmm. but I don't, I did not focus on it at all. <laughs> Didn't watch it. It no. also had, it's got a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, so kind of bad. Um, in 2018, the Lore Podcast, which now has a show on, I think, Netflix. I've listened to the Lore Podcast. Uh-huh. Um, produced an episode that described the Winchester Mansion called Locked Away. In 2019, Criminal Podcast produced an episode about the Winchester Mansion titled The Widow and the Winchester. The Winchester Mystery House was featured twice in BuzzFeed Unsolved. And the Winchester Mystery House was featured on the 100th episode of American Horror Story. Oh, cool. I couldn't tell you what episode that is. I feel like they... Because I don't remember it. 
Yeah, I don't know either. And also, the Winchester Mystery House was featured here on this podcast. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, And then here's a little thing from Psychology Today, which is, like, entitled, like, Why Does the Winchester Mystery House Feel Spooky? Which I thought would give me more information, but it did not, so I'll just read it to you. Okay. The Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California, possesses the key ingredient of a haunted house in spades. And it's... It is reputed? To be the most haunted house in the world. It is alleged it allegedly houses more than one thousand different ghosts. Rooms, whimsical architecture features, and different wings and floors were added haphazardly, resulting in a rambling, bizarre puzzle of secret passageways, stairways, and doors that do not go anywhere, and windows with views into other interior rooms. This is even there is even a room constructed specifically for conducting seances. At its peak, the house had over 500 rooms, more than 10,000 windows, and many dozens of fireplaces and stairwells. In short, the Winchester Mystery House is the epitome of illegibility, um, and it's not surprising that ghosts took up residence there in very short order. Haunted houses are usually portrayed as being in remote, isolated locations, far removed from the rest of society. Think of the off-season resort hotel in The Shining, for example. Hell yeah. I'll think about it. If bad things were to happen, help would be a long time coming, even if communication with the outside world were possible. That's it. Cool. Well, I left. <laughs> <laughs> she is alive. I'm fine. Um, awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh. I am, oh, I forgot to say this to me. I did get the audiobook of The Shining, so I am listening to that now, and um, it's pretty good. I like it a lot. The whole, I'm at, like, the part where it, it's so funny, though, because Stephen King just goes into so much detail, and mm-hmm. the movie just skips over entire, like, points. Oh, I know. So, yeah. but, like, the whole, like, thing where, like, Danny's talking to, um, the cook. Yeah. I forgot his name. But, um, like, that whole explanation there, like, Danny just can do so much more than, like, you know he can oh, do. Oh, yeah. He can read minds. Yeah. Like, he can read minds, and he almost, like, kills that guy like, <coughs> thinking at him. Uh-huh. And it's like, holy shit. So, I hope yeah. Doctor Sleep goes into that more. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, because I mean, it goes into the powers more. So yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So, <laughs> um, I have a really stupid comparison for this. I'm ready. But it's also, I think, a first for the podcast because it's a different type of media. What is it? It's a video game. Oh. So. It, can I make a guess? Yeah. Is it, um, um, damn it. One, when they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> it, is it's it the one when they go up, Rami Malik is in it, and they go up into the, 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 like, the house. Are you talking about Until Dawn? Yeah. It's not Until Dawn. Oh, okay. Uh, but that would be a good one for other Shining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, sorry. Um, no, but, um. It's stupider than that. Like, uh, it's stupid. Is it Sims 4 now? No, no. It's not as stupid as Sims. It's, um, <laughs> Super Mario 64. Okay, I think it's stupider than Sims. No, no, okay, let me explain. Because I loved, I was obsessed with that game as a child. And basically, like, the whole thing is you go, like, Peach, Bowser kidnaps Peach and is, like, trapped in his castle. And, like, you go in 
And the whole thing of the game is you're in this giant castle and there's all these rooms and like the doors lead to like different worlds and all this stuff. So it's kind of like little yes. mini stages. All right. And um, there's like Picking one. Up what you're putting down. Yeah. And there's like one where it's like the boss stage where you have to like, you go and like defeat the little levels and you get stars from it. And like you have to have a certain amount of stars. But there's one stage which really made me think of this like the most was um, to get to like the boss stage to fight Bowser, you have to have a certain amount of stars to like reach the top of the staircase. Yeah. And you can try and walk up the staircase in the game before you, you have a wall. No, you just keep going and going oh, up the shit. stairs. And it's like I remember just doing that for hours and it was so fun. Just but, going um, up the stairs? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but um also the other thing is uh, in Mario 64, I played it on the DS. I don't know if there's any discrepancies between like the GameCube one versus the DS one. But on the DS, like you have like you can play as different characters. So like you have Mario, Yoshi. You start as Yoshi, oh, then you unlock Mario, and then you unlock Luigi and like uh, Wario. Mm-hmm. So, but Luigi, when you unlock him, you have to go, and it's kind of like a whole ghost room, and you get like turned around a bunch, and oh, then yeah. like you know, because Luigi, like obviously, and also like Haunted Mansions coming out soon. Uh, which I've heard the hype is real for. I haven't kept up with video games too much. I don't have any way to play them. So. Yeah. Um, and especially, like, I feel like Nintendo games, like, there's not, like, like, for games like Until Dawn, it's like, yeah, you can watch a walkthrough and it'll be just under- as entertaining oh, yeah. as playing I've it. Oh, yeah, I've watched, like, <laughs> PewDiePie's playthrough and Mark yeah. Pye's playthrough of Until Dawn. It's like a movie. Yeah, but, like, playing, like, Mario, it's like, it's know. only fun if you're playing yeah, it. Yeah, no, I get it. It's like playing, it's like watching people play Super Smash Bros. versus playing Super Smash Bros. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like, yeah, so it's just kind of, Nintendo games, there's usually not great walkthroughs. Although there's one guy that I watch on YouTube who does, he plays Breath of the Wild. And the reason why I can Oh, watch is it them, the one that I've seen? He's yeah, because like really he's, he's so funny. Because he's so terrible. <laughs> he like dies um, every two seconds. I know. And that game is so easy to die in, but yeah. it's really funny. But yeah, so I was thinking like the whole Luigi side where it's like you have to go and you have to defeat like King Boo, the ghost, mm-hmm. to unlock Luigi. Yeah. And it's just a fun little time. And I can just imagine like, I feel like... <laughs> I don't know who, like, there's not really a character. I guess she could be Peach, because she's trapped by all the ghosts in her house. Mm-hmm. But, um, I can just imagine, like, a little ghost hunter being Luigi, in there <laughs> all scared and stuff. <laughs> Zach Baggins. Yeah. Zach Baggins would be Wario. How come? Because he's just, I don't know, Zach Baggins doesn't strike me as one who has, like, fear. Luigi's too sweet. Okay. I really have a soft spot in my heart for Luigi. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Tess loves Luigi. I do. Especially when you play him in Smash and he has his little idiot face. Because, like, the screen, when I, I mean, a lot of people play Smash, but, like, when it comes up and, like, if you win as Luigi, it'll just be him, like, getting knocked over. Uh-huh. He's like, uh. <laughs> Luigi's great. But, um, no, but I would say, like, the whole, I'm trying to think of some of the other stages that are, like, extra spooky. There is the whole, I really explicitly remember the ghost stage because it was the hardest. You start and then... Oh, I remember. This is, like, really much like a haunted house. Mm-hmm. There's a room that you go in, and it's constantly spinning. Okay. And then there's doors on the side, and you're trying to get, like, a lot of the doors you'll go in, and it leads back to the same room. But you have to, like, kind of, it's a roulette of trying to hit the door that'll get you to the next level. And you're just kind of stuck, and there's, like, little ghosts chasing you around. I don't want to sound stupid, um, but is it, a like, a 3D game, or is it a platform game? It's 3D. Oh, Okay. Yeah, it's not like a the usual Mario ones. It's a 3D one. I, I actually think I have it here with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I have my TS here. We could play it. Um, it's really fun. It's like I've, I've played it. Well, I had a 3D Mario game, but I wasn't good at it. 
Mm-hmm. And you can only play Mario, and you just run around, and it's like, okay. Yeah, you just jump and shit. <laughs> well, no, like, I, I I had the, like, the Mario Brothers or whatever, the platform. Oh, yeah. Which I loved, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it with my whole being, because yeah. it was fun and great. Yeah. And I beat it. But then, like, the 3D one, I just couldn't, I couldn't, um, you know, I wasn't good at it. <laughs> and I couldn't find where I needed to go. <laughs> yeah. I was say, I don't like... I don't know. I just really am very intuitive with, like, certain video games. Some I don't know how to play. Like, I've tried playing, like, PC games and stuff, like Fortnite and shit. Terrible. Even Smash I'm really not good at. But some games I just... Like, any Zelda game put me in and I will... Oh, yeah. Zelda's fun. ...be amazing at it. Yeah. Zelda's great. Yeah. I love it so much. I was I was really obsessed with, like, the Nintendo video, video games as a child. <laughs> We're gamer girls here. Yeah, we really are. But at least I'm, like, not a cringy gamer girl. I'm yeah. not selling my bathwater on eBay or whatever the fuck that girl did. Yep. What's her name? Oh, I don't, I don't remember It's, her like, name. Bethany or something. I know what she looks like. It's, like, Bella something. Yeah. Um, I'll do a go at Twitch streamer. <laughs> Twitch, Twitch streamer. bathwater. There it is. Her name is Belle Daphne. Oh, Yeah. I watched this YouTuber. I don't know her name, so I'm really sorry if she okay. listens to our podcast. Uh, and she like she does a lot of like commentary things on things. Um, but she talked about Belle Daphne, and apparently Belle Daphne has this like weird fascination with like Korean boys. Mm. Like we get it, K-pop's fun and everything. I'm not. But gonna, it's like I'm not gonna judge it. you. Yeah, but she like went to Korea and she was like taking pictures of these boys without their permission, and it was weird. Yeah, that's whack. You anyway, yeah. Um, I mean, I would not to be crazy, but if I made money off selling my bathwater, like I'd do it, you know? Yeah. Like I mean, people are gonna buy my bathwater. Like, all I have to do is take fucking bath. go for it. I take I, baths all the time. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> no. Also, it could just not even be her bathwater. Yeah, there's no way. You can't prove it. I guess like maybe you'd have to have like something to like get people to buy it. Put a little bit of glitter in there. Boom. No, no, but, like, there'd have to be, like, some way you can prove that it is. But even then, it's, like, that's not that hard to do. Like, it's not, like, nothing about that is hurting you. All you're doing is taking a jar and scooping. Yeah, no, I, even, yeah. Like, what's the, having to prove it wouldn't do anything. It's not like you're having to, like, prove you're, like, the president of the United States. Yeah. It's not that hard. Also, like, who's buying her bathwater? Like, who? I feel like the- Who has money to spend on bathwater? The people who have bought her bathwater are, like... They're crazy boys. That are like or, like, people boys. who, like, did it for the meme. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Because I saw that, like, one video where it's, like... This one guy was, like, drinking it, and he's like, nah, I don't want to... And it, one guy vaped it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Use some Belle Daphne's bathwater as bong water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that one hit different. <laughs> That one was really fucking funny. <laughs> I made a funny joke, everyone. That one's going on the quote wall of our apartment. We ha- <gasps> you'll have you. to read it. We have some good ones. All right. Are we good here? Um, Happy birthday. <laughs> do I have anything else to say? I feel like that was a short one, but there's not really a lot of plot. To yeah, video yeah. Games. There wasn't and, like a story I said. Yeah, anyway. you didn't have a plot. I didn't have a plot. It <laughs> just exists. Exist here. Also, yeah, I would say Mario 64 doesn't really have like... You kind of just run It's around. a Mario game. I mean, you're, yeah. just, you're playing... You're fighting... Bowser. Things. Which also I would like it known that, so my roommate really loves Smash and I've like trained under him uh, 
to be good at Smash. Trained under him. And, um, but, because you know how everyone kind of has their main on Smash? I finally found my main on Smash. And that main is Bowser. <laughs> Which is, I feel like, kind of odd, but, you know. I always play as Kirby. I think it's mostly because even if I lose, I've annoyed the crap out of people. Oh, yeah. Like, Kirby's the you most get hit with character. my, like, fucking bat thing too many times. You're like, fucking stop it, Kirby. Yeah. And it's like, never! <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I was playing with my two roommates, and it's me who's, like, moderately good. My one roommate who is extremely good. And then my other roommate who only plays Kirby and is bad. And yep. <laughs> we were on, like, a, one of the stages that was, like, a really big stage. And literally, it was the two of them chased... Like, my one roommate was just running away from the good player, and he was nuts. Like, she was just leading him around the stage <laughs> in circles, and it was so funny. It, the game went on for nine minutes of just running around. Oh my god. Yeah. Fun times. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the closest out... Follow us on social media. Yeah. Um, we're screen of the crime. We are. Yes, we are. Um, <laughs> um, support us on Patreon if you love us. Support us on Anchor if you also love us. Um, email us if you have any comments, suggestions, other things you want us to drink. Yeah, I'll make. She's I legal make, now. I'm. Yeah. I'll make some, like, specialty drinks for the theme of the case. We'll be, like, wine and crime. We'll be so fucking fancy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> imagine. Wine yeah. and crime. Yeah, imagine. Yeah. Imagine. Um. <laughs> uh. We have a website. We do have a website. There's a contact us page if you need to contact us. Yeah. Um. Don't kill anyone. Um. Have a happy, fun Halloween. Yes. It would be really cool if... Um, I don't know. You send us your photos of your Halloween costumes or something. Yeah. Tag us on Instagram. Do it. We'd love it. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say something, but I forgot what it was. Damn. That's tragic. I don't know. I probably won't remember, so I'm just going to say bye for now. <laughs> um, also, to all our listeners, we really, really love you, and we support you, and thank you so much for still yeah. listening to us after this whole year and everything. Uh-huh. Also... If you're listening to this episode, shout out to Cal, because you messaged me today on my birthday, and you're like, oh, by the way, I still love your podcast. I was like, thank you so much. You're so sweet. Oh my god, thank you. So, thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the birthday wishes to any of the people who listen that are, I know our friends are IRL, who've messaged me. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's been fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.